beer, sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Everybody, what's good? Guys, beer sports back in season two, episode two. Sean and Brad. Back one more time. Hey, we got some great guests on today. Our friend Reed, you know, a good friend of the show, is back with us. And also um, our friend Stan from episode way back in the day, episode maybe two or three. That was um, episode seven. Yeah. Holy yeah. man, whatever. Uh, early on, when we were still young bucks, we had Stan on. Uh, and so he's back again to talk to us. So, you know, a lot of good content coming. Uh, Sean, and I just want to thank you for your continued support. It's been a blast getting back into the saddle for season two here. Sean, how are you? I'm great, man. How you doing? Oh, well, it's good. Good to see your face. Yeah. yeah you're, you're like in hockey season because your beard's a little fuller, a little less hair product in your in your hair. So it looks like we're uh, you're making some moves. Man, uh, Montreal. So remember I was I, I asked that thing there about Montreal playing two games. I figured it out. So the first game went into overtime and they didn't finish till 4 a.m. Oh. So that's why they had to play again. How many Calgary. people were still watching, do you think? No, like, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Unless you're like a diehard or you have no job. But yeah, I mean, what a... I mean, of course, you're going to win one and lose one if you're playing that late into yeah, the day. That's not, that's not <laughs> ideal, right? That's exactly it. So yeah, not no wonder ideal. it showed that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, Montreal, I feel bad for you. Oh, well. Everybody that's the job, dude. That's the job. Hey! Flyers, you're so close to uh, the countdown there. The countdown for St. Patty's Day. That is on. Yeah, it's got to be inside. Single digits. Uh, Flyers, one of the great things about Flyers, you know, and and here in Washington, we were able to open up a little bit uh, and sit inside so people can see the countdown again. Uh, I was in the other day, still going countdown. We've got four days till uh, St. Patty's Day. So Flyers has a big clock in their uh, bar area that counts down to St. Patrick's Day. So big celebration coming. Go see the boys of Flyers. I'm drinking a, a Poseidon Pilsner to get back to my roots today. So uh, thanks to Tony and the boys, as always, for you know great service, great beer. Yeah. Uh, corner of Highway 20 and Whidbey and Oak Harbor. Uh, go see them. You know, let them know that uh, you're still around. So yeah. Thanks to them. I stopped in at Old Biddy's there. I saw Chris. Uh, Chris, thank you, buddy. So we're coming close to St. Patty's Day. Um, I'm officially going to be shouting this one out. It is the Patrick O'Neill's Irish Red Ale, specifically for St. Patty's Day. But I also have the Molly Johnson Irish Stout as well mm-hmm. that I will probably, because there's only one can of this and a whole yep. growler of that. Yep. So uh, if you see the beers all of a sudden turning a little dark, that's what it is. Don't be alarmed. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that one's going to be alarmed because your beer is changing. They're going to be alarmed for other things. So. <laughs> rightfully so rightfully right and early okay well with, uh, no further ado we're going to jump into it uh stan reed on deck hey everybody oh my goodness so we have the legend the man himself stan Pederick, joining us here and uh a good friend here to the podcast reed homer in here uh ex-mma fighter always a sailor definitely an it guy looking great Look oh, at this guy. You said that. All right. I I'll know. <laughs> uh, hey, Stan. Concord, you got some backdoor things to say about you, Reed. That's yeah, it's always, always side compliments. <laughs> Stan, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to join us. Well, here today. Well, anytime. 
Man. Reed, also um, good to see you too, buddy. I know Sean feels, Sean feels less about it apparently, but it's good to see yeah, you. Yeah, apparently. Wow. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Stan's Canadian. I'm not. I, I get it. He's more excited about Stan. Than me. <laughs> so, Stan, last time we talked, we were talking about your career. We were talking about you getting into kickboxing, getting into instructing, getting into instructing Krav Maga, some of the mental a- a- aspects of self-defense, just being aware and how it just plays on into everyday life. Um, the big thing here, I really wanted to get into was being a professional, being that athlete, do you feel, or do you even, I guess, do you recognize that you were at the top of the pinnacle and it's like, you still have all this knowledge and everything. Do you feel different about, I'm trying to find the right words here. Like, do you feel different knowing that you were a champion? Do you feel different when you're walking around the street? Do you feel different as far as knowing that you're a top, you know, you were top line line athlete at that point and you're still in phenomenal shape. How do you feel today about some of these things going forward as an instructor, giving your advice, anything like that? How do you, how do you feel today? Well, I think, I think once you, once you uh, put 50 years into something, I don't care what it is, um, you know, you are, you are, are going to have some confidence in, in the way you look at and, and knowledge, your knowledge, like how I thought, what I thought of martial arts when I started to now is a complete turnaround, how I look at it. And uh, that, yeah. You just, you hold yourself in a different way because you know more, you know, um, I think I always said the guy that puffs up and uh, with a swagger, that's a, he's just showing insecurity anyway. He's not sure. That's why he's doing it. Once you know, you, you know, you don't, you know, and I always said the people that do know, they never do that. They, they don't want to be, they don't want any problems or they don't want it's there. It's, it's, it, it's like, use it. It's like a fire extinguisher. You got one. You're not waiting for the fire. It's just there, you know, and when the fire comes, it's, you bring it out. You're not, uh, you're not thinking about it where I think when people don't have, they're always wondering, it's a, it's a, it's a nagging question. Would it, is this, would it work? Would it, would I be able to do anything if it happened? And uh, I think when you, you do this long enough, you have a game plan and uh, you go, you go to that. It's like you guys practice what you practice, you know, it's the same thing in the military. There's no, there's no thought. Once you guys got to go, you got to go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's actually a really good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great analogy. I'm stealing that one, Stan. And (laughs) I I guess kind of like to piggyback off of Sean's question, right? Like the thing that I always wonder is like, how the hell do you turn it off? You know, when because you're in the gym every day, right? You're in the dojo. You're there working with work, working with guys and gals getting ready to fight. You know, there's I don't know if it's like pheromones or something like that. But whenever you're in that environment, it's you're in an elevated point and You're just like, I got to I got to taste some blood. You know what I mean? So how, how do you get to the point where are you at that point yet? You know, because, you know, we're looking at like Tyson and Holyfield and Tarver is going to fight Frank Mayer like. We don't know. Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls at forty three, you know. So it's like, when, where do you, when do you turn it off? When do you decide it's time to, you know, 
maybe be take the sagely role and just pass on the knowledge and and completely say I'm done competing. Yeah. Well, you'll know because your body now your your brain will tell your body to do something and it's two steps behind. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching Ali yeah. when it was it was over for Ali, he was saying, you know, I knew what to do, I could see it. I just couldn't react it just it was a step behind and the body yeah that's what happens it's not the will not to as you get older you're still the same guy you just uh but the body does not uh react anymore as fast the as it should. is a little more junked up right you step on the gas and it just doesn't yeah out. you know but the mind is sharp so that's why if you, you you know to teach and all that you know what to do just you're just a step behind that's <laughs> so sad. Last time we talked to you, uh, Stan, you had just canceled the fight that you're getting ready to go for. Are you still thinking that when the world goes back to normal, that you would jump back in, or did that? Oh change? yeah, yeah. I'd like to try one more. I, I'm still sparring with the guys and all that. And, uh, I, you know, I, I work. I'm probably working out more right now just because of, you know, this COVID thing. Uh, I think right now. The, you want to really keep up your immune system. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not par- paranoid, but I definitely, you know, why would you want to catch this thing? You know, and, and I am older. So I, I, uh, I've, I've changed mostly what I've done now is uh, really uh, watching the foods I eat and supplements and stuff. Like I just looking after myself more. And uh, like I said, I don't understand how the world with this thing out there, how, uh, you know, well, I, I do understand, but I, what bothers me is most, most people, most people are going the opposite. They're more on the liquor and the, uh, yeah. and the drugs and the mental illness is really, yeah, I think, uh, right now is a good time for people to really look after themselves, you know, well, we're seeing both different. ways, right? There's a, there's, yeah, but more, more the other way, the wrong way though, you know? Well, yeah. I know a fair amount of people that are going the right way, uh, you know, like you are, and I think, oh, really? More that, but there's definitely a, a sect of Brad. Like, Brad stands looking directly at me when he says going the wrong way. So, no. <laughs> it's also because of Sean, because Sean's shoulders are about as wide as his head are, so you can tell that he's starting to narrow in a little bit. So, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sean, Sean hasn't lifted heavy in a while, you can tell this by looking at him. I don't lift heavy anymore. I uh, I lift now for for just reps. That's it. I'm, Everything's lifting heavy with you, Sean. Come on, uh, I'm a heavy guy. Modest. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. We all are. We all are. That head alone. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When Stan was training me, okay, it, it, nicest guy ever. I think he took pity on me because burpees. I hated burpees. He's like, yeah, don't don't go all the way down. Just, <laughs> just, just touch, just touch it, get back up, right? But like, uh, nobody wanted all his trophies racking against the glass on the table. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted to throw some hands with me. And Stan's like, you know, holding the pads and everything. And then the next thing I know, when Stan wants to throw his stuff, I'm 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 taking it, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. You know, doesn't matter how big you are, you you you're you're gonna hurt. You're gonna hurt if somebody knows after so many years of throwing something, it's like that that's that's coming at you. Yeah, it's how and how and where and when, right? You know, because like if he's waiting for you to put a little weight on that lead leg and then he's gonna <laughs> chop down. 
That's how you fight a guy your size, Sean, you know, just <laughs> lumberjack routine. That's why the Dutch were great kickboxers, man. They're all lumberjacks out there. That's it. That's Peter Harris and Esther Hoost, you know. Yeah, I was out, I was out there. I was out in uh, Amsterdam training with those guys. And, yeah, so uh, what was that like? Because I, I grew up a huge fan of uh, the, the Breda contingent. And when I was 16, I actually made a pilgrimage trip out there myself, um, which I shouldn't I was, shouldn't have been able to do it. I lied my way through security and stuff like that. I wasn't I wasn't like old enough to fly on my own, um, but I did. I kind of like bluffed my way through, and I got out to Holland and I was staying in kind of like a hostel place, and I was training at uh, Core Hammer's gym, oh. and yeah, I was there for a week and a half, two weeks, and yeah. when I was sixteen years old. My parents were pissed because I I didn't know how to dial the United States. I had asked the lady at the at the hostel, and she's like, "Who are you calling?" I'm like, I'm calling my mom, and she's like, "Where's your mom?" I'm like. Lowell and she's like, Where's Lowell? I'm like, Massachusetts, we're Massachusetts, I'm like America. And she's like, Oh, god, all right, this calls on me. So, but yeah, what, what, what was it like? Like, uh, well, at that time asking, with those guys, uh, well, I was at Mike's gym that was with uh, Badahari, Gokan Saki, yeah, oh, Gokan Saki, too, Jesus, um, Madoff, uh, Madoff, um, what they had a whole bunch of guys. They just had yep. a huge amount, a bunch of glory, guys from glory and stuff like that. Yep. But it was brutal. It was actually brutal. The Dutch are the uh, largest people, tallest people per capital. Like, for you know, like there was nobody under 6'2. Uh, everybody was 6'6. Six, six, and uh, yeah, it was, they were just monsters. And on the floor, there'd be 100 guys on the floor at one time sparring. And that night, honestly, every night we'd spar, there was at least, I'd say, four, four or five, four, four or five knockouts a night. Oh yeah, wow. they were just dragging guys off the floor. Wow, they they and don't you know, they don't understand intense controlled execution. They don't understand going fifty percent or twenty five percent. It's yeah. it's brutal. It is, and when these guys hit the floor. There's, you know, if you're six six, boy, you make a lot of noise when you hit the ground. So uh, I was like blown away. At, like they they fight harder than, you know, you when you fight. It, it yeah. was like they're just trying to kill each other. And uh, I talked to them a few a few times. Uh, I you know sit down and talk, and I go, and they're saying, yeah, like North Americans don't, uh, they they have a hard time with this. And I said, yeah, well, I said what's your shelf life like, you know, like you go to Thailand, you can put in hundreds of rounds and everybody's barely touching each other. And, uh, oh. and then you go to, with the Dutch, it's the opposite. They just try to try to kill each other. So I also went to Thailand to train when I was very young, when I was about 17 yeah. or 18. And I had a different, my first experience in Thailand was with a Dutch gentleman, Ole Larsen in Ubin um, oh, yeah. had a, had a dojo out there and, it was the same thing as Holland. I was like, because you know, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, how do how do I escape this? Yeah. Like, I was going to bed every night, and they're they like, they hand out the coke bottles to roll in your shins. I'm like, I'm just kicking yeah. banana trees all day and, and getting kicked by everybody. I'm like, I'm not rolling this on my legs. Yeah, the Dutch are brilliant. The same thing with the uh, uh, Brazilians at Chiritiba there at uh, shoot the box. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they just they were at they went zero to hundred and just beat the ever living bejesus out of each other and. It was like, come fight time. It's like, how does that work? So, you know, and we've seen a couple of uh, guys lately have actually toned down the sparring even, contact sparring, 
yeah. in the UFC. Max and we've Holloway. seen success. Yeah, Max, Max Holloway, Holloway looked yeah. great. Don Cerrone was doing that. Yeah. Uh, even Dustin Poirier. So what do you what do you what are your thoughts on that, Stan? Like, you know, looking back on your career. Yeah. What do you what I, do you know? Well, I I lean like when I was young, we didn't know any better. We you know, we grow up on Rocky movies, right? Yeah. North America. So unless you got a bloody nose, you didn't really work out. Yeah. You know, you didn't really spar, right? So that was that was that's the mentality. And now I look at it and I go, how many people, how many good fighters did we lose yeah. at the gym that could have been something, but got damaged and uh, as they're learning. And that's, that's not a good, that's not a good way to learn. No. Uh, I think the ties have it, have it better where you could just put in lots of rounds and stuff like that. You know, you know, who surprises me, uh, who, who surprised me was uh, the Cubans. The yeah. Cuban, you know, the Cuban, okay, that little island. Cuban boxers, Cuban the best wrestlers. Bo- yeah, yeah, best boxers, right? Yeah. And I, I had no idea, but they put in hundreds of rounds and are just playing. They just play the whole time. They're like the ties. Yeah. And you know, they're good sized people too. And uh, I thought that that's pretty good because you got a longer shelf life, and you're going to learn from your, uh, you know, your 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 sparring, not from just getting beat down once you're damaged you're damaged you're never going to be the same you know they compromised yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah. Spot, you, yeah, it, yeah you're just you're just gonna end up bleeding in that same spot uh, yeah you, you're not getting ahead you're 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 actually just damaging the guy we have a few guys at our gym right now just pissed off at them every time i'm not around they get together i hear the boat you know somebody got a confession well, that's, <laughs> that's completely stupid, you know. It's, it's youth, youthful exuberance, Stan. You know, uh, testosterone is a hell of a drug, right? You know, <laughs> like yeah, there's nothing the, quite like it. <laughs> and the ego, and the ego, yeah. Oh, the, ego e- the, you know, the, the ego, that that whole thing where you're supposed to leave it at the door. I, I, young guys can't, you know. You punch me, I want to punch you back. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess that's a fighting mentality. But you gotta, you gotta know better. You gotta. If you want to stick around doing this for a long time, you do, you know, you, this thing you can't toughen this up. It's yeah. just right. Yeah, you know, it just you you're gonna damage it. You know. And that was a heck of a point about the ties too, because like uh, the first one of the first things I noticed, um, you know, when I was either Uban or training at Patia City, um, uh, Kopi P, whatever, um, kids would be just on the sidewalks, just feather boxing, but they were throwing like roundhouses. You know what I mean? Like landing on the neck, like chopping down on the neck, everything like that. But with with no damage whatsoever. It was yeah. amazing that kind of control. I, I, I don't control. even think I could. Sean, next time you're in low, we'll try it. I don't think I could. I don't think I could like not take his head off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you know power is easy, but it, it's the control that we, they we'll, that, we'll that the tie fighters really have. We'll say we did it. There. No, no, no. I'll come. Well, up, I'll come up no, to you. Don't worry about no, it. Yeah. No. Oh, very good. Very good. Sit <laughs> on a platform. Brad, give me ten fingers, and I can chop you in the neck. But yeah, that, that that was one of the most amazing things about, and you see it, in, you see it in their competition too, in the tie fighter yeah. competition, the control and the the precision, and it's just it's it's it really does lend a lot to um, the the feather boxing, really just like no damage, yeah. just going. It's it's right. like a dance, you know. Things, right, it's I one thing, but explosions entirely different. And an explosion is a combination of control and power. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. Certain guys like Yoel Romero can explode, and it's like. Yes. That's a good yeah. technique, uh, yeah. but 
how many times can you do that in a fight? And how long is his career? Well, your Romero might be older than Stan, as far as we know. Um, the Cubans aren't good at documentation, unfortunately. I think they're good at documentation. It's just not the correct documentation. They're good at yeah, yeah forging the documentation. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 I am wondering here as well, Stan, is like um, I mean, besides your storied career as world champion. How does it make you feel when you see other people that you have trained the that's starting to make it into K one, that's starting to make it into glory, glory. that's that's that's, yeah. that's going places, you know? You've you've helped them, you've pushed them to that area, and uh you've brought them now to that next level. How does that make you feel as a as a as a trainer now? You know, like you've you've transitioned so well into that. Well, well, I mean, it always makes you feel good. You always you're you're happy to see them make it and they have dreams and you know i i got to live mine so uh, you know if i can pass that on and uh, and uh yeah i've got I've, like like I, I think i said on the last time i was with you guys that you know i've got uh fighters that have gyms everywhere like in the states and all across canada and everything that they've all opened their own gyms and uh, they're all doing well they're doing this for a living so you know they came in just to do a workout next thing you know years later they're doing this for a living and yeah, so that's that's really nice to see you know it's probably you live your dream. Ride, but do you find you know maybe more uh satisfaction in watching those guys succeed than you felt with your own exploits or career <laughs> yeah um you know like it's hard to watch sometimes because you you you, <laughs> you you're always like you're you're like a father you want to yeah. you want to help them you know you want to you don't want them to fall down you know <laughs> it's, it's hard it's sometimes hard i i had my son fight that was the worst thing i, I you know just to watch your, your kid get in there and you you can't do anything you, you know i don't mind if it's me i'll take it but i definitely don't want to see my kids taking it you know yeah yeah for sure man i know um for, from experience, just you and me just talking about certain things sometimes here and there, Stan, like um, you definitely always make time. That's something I can honestly say. I've, I've asked you questions about things and you've always made time for me. And I, I always appreciated that. And that's just for that's just for some guy <laughs> asking questions. I can't even imagine what you're doing for these guys that you're training. Yeah. I mean, the uh, amount of knowledge that would go into that. Uh, it's a passion. You know, it's not, it's not work for me. It's, it's, uh, when I get off this thing with you guys, I'm reading a book or I'm doing, I'm watching stuff all the time. So I, I could do this. Yeah. I don't see myself changing anything in my eighties. I'll still be, I'm, I'm more passionate about now than I was when I was a kid. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because, because time's running out on me. So <laughs> now I, I well, I, I thought life was longer, right? And I didn't realize how fast this, this life of ours goes by. Yeah. You know, for all the knowledge I need, I need another 100 years to uh, to where I want to be. Wow. You know? Wow. Just think, yeah. Reed, if you were to meet Stan and he was training you, where would you be now at this point, eh? It's like- ah, man, I, would, I wouldn't be uh, 80 pounds overweight. <laughs> Um, but I, but I also probably wouldn't have my kid Fiona who, uh, oh, there we you know, go. Okay. All and right, that's good. That, that's one of the questions I had lined up for Stan when, uh, when I, when Sean and Brad invited me on here with this Stan, um, 
I'm a, I'm a fairly new dad. My daughter's two and a quarter years old. Yeah. Um, and I know from my background, I, I, I was a problematic, I was a problem child at four. My parents stuck me in judo because they were like, wow. oh, he'll at least just get some energy out. We had uh, Jimmy Pedro here in Massachusetts. Very fortunate to have him around. And then, and then boxing, obviously, you know, we have a great boxing heritage here. Um, but I'm not sure how to handle that with my kid. You know, do I, do I push her into martial arts? Like I had like kind of a need for it. Um, according to my parents, at least I was a bit of a psychopath. Um, and and they always say the reason I'm not in jail is because they made that decision when I was four. So, um, so let's, let's pretend that my, that, you know, my, my daughter's not a psychopath. How do we, how do we introduce the, the youth into, and at what age do you think is appropriate? Cause I know you see this all the time. Um, yeah. you know, when, when, when do we start kids on this path of martial arts and how do we, and you, you know, I know you've been Savat and Muay Thai kickboxing and mixed martial arts. What style do we start with? Uh, you know, what, what, which, which discipline is the best to kick everything off? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, if I had, okay, so I had two boys and, and what I've ex- seen in my life with the, so far the best, what I would do is they got like, you know how they got the tiny tot, uh, kids programs now yeah. they take them at four, five years old. Yeah. Like the little dragons I, or whatever they call it. Yeah. I, I don't go there with that. I, I think it's glorified daycare. Yeah. They're not really learning any kind of martial arts, really. It's a playground. It's play, you know, they just play games and that. But uh, I think when kids are around, uh, I'd say seven, eight, the martial arts starts to make a little more sense to them. What little kid wants to do push-ups and sit-ups when they're little? You know, they don't even have the stomach muscles to do it. It's just, it's, it's, to me, it's useless. To uh, what I would do. I would put a kid in the uh, gymnastics right away. The you're best, the, you're, best you're the second person that said that to me now. Hmm. Well, the I'll best third to it. Uh, my kids start off in gymnastics, and then yeah. now you know, my eight. They, you know what? You you put a kid on you put a kid in gymnastics. They know their body better than ever, and they're they're not scared of any. They're not scared once they know how to do flips and all that stuff. They 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 know themselves really inside out and. Uh, then, then you put them in the martial arts, and boy, they they tend to thrive really well. It's funny, you know, you Stan. I have that same. Uh, you know, my kids are in gymnastics now, uh, and it's hard to watch it for me. Yeah, the fear factor of watching them flip and yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can't control it, and I'm just like, oh, that. And then they come home and practice. You know, that's not you know. Yeah, the older ones now have gotten into. We have them in taekwondo right now because that's what's open here. And, yeah. Uh, so we have a bunch of rolling around and kicking and, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's good fun, but it's also, you know, but it's See, the, the gymnastics the scares the crap out of me more than martial arts. I've done, I've done martial arts yeah, and I do break balls, but I've, ne- I've never done a backflip on purpose. <laughs> so you know what I mean? like, I've done a backflip, never on purpose, never intentionally. So, how, do, how do you deal with that? That shows like what you can learn when you're younger versus what you can learn even when you get to be 12 and 13. That we just decided to start with our kids early just so they can yeah. figure out some body control. And yeah, uh, I think it's great. Letting them do what they want to do. So, to your point, read earlier, like I let my kids try everything. 
You know, at yeah. this day and age, you can get trials and, you know, you don't have to make these giant year long commitments anymore. You can just, you know, let them try what they want. And as long as they're being active and learning some things and I'm, uh, I'm pushing, you know, I'll let them go. Just structure, structure, Matt, the, this, the discipline that you get from it, like those things, I want to find that I want to spark whatever passion they have, uh, you know, so I want them to try a bunch of things. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I'm dealing with a, you know, she's, she's two years, three months. There's no discipline with this kid. Like uh, she disciplines us. Basically she was bossing me around. She slammed a door on my finger earlier. I, you know, she's a badass. I don't know what to do with that. So I, so, I, I know I don't, I don't believe this. I don't believe this read. She's so cute. Not, I know she's about? adorable, but <laughs> come on. She's, she's a little, she's a little shit. Sugar honey. Uh, and, uh, I can take notes later. I'll give you my secrets. I don't want to put it out. In public. Yeah. I'll need some, <laughs> I need, I need all the help I can get, you know? Dan, <laughs> let me have it. You know, whatever, whatever you got, because I'm, 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 I'm hurting. The calls to hear about that I got to share you in on. So, <laughs> all right, we'll we'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think. I, 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 gymnastics, and then when they're about, the girls seem to be they pick up things faster than the boys when they're kids. You know, they're smarter than us generally. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. When when I was in Amsterdam, I was watching the kids' class, and there was always. A, Little girls were beating the hell out of the little boys. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a it was a pretty eye opener. That, that was me at every point in my life, Stan. <laughs> it was always some girl beating the hell out of me, and uh, then I have a kid, and it's still happening. So, you know, they, they do pick yourself. up things a lot quicker. So I, I, I'm thankful that I had a daughter because she she just absorbs everything so quickly. Whether it's a line from a movie, uh, you know, she's really into the clash now. We love listening to music. She's really into the clash. So she's like, Dad, rock the Casbah. And we're just like, All right, fucking A. Doesn't doesn't she watch like UFC events with you now as well? There you're every saying. single one. She'll stay up till one AM in the morning. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. She's captivated, um, which scares me. Because I'm like, just be a scientist or a lawyer or something. I don't know. Be a big Nunes fan. Surprisingly, no. Like her, her, her jam is probably um, going back, sticking with the Dutch here. Uh, Overeem. She seems to. She seems to really like. Uh, I watch. I think Overeem is one of the most, probably the most technical striker in the heavyweight division of all time, right? And um, and she really gravitates towards that. I think. And of course, I'm I'm, I'm applying my father's eye to my two year old. But whenever there's an Overeem fight on, she's not moving off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. What's up? See a big dude walking around with yeah, he's a big handsome guy. And uh, again, I think the so Stan, who in the UFC right now? Let's just keep it to the UFC, unless you've got a favorite in a different, uh, larger MMA organization. But who do you think is like the uh, pinnacle of striking in mixed martial arts across any weight class, male or female? Who is the fighter that you're really like? I cannot miss this fight. I gotta watch this because it's it's Technique City. You know, or you're just like I'm gonna drink it in. Who's doing it right? Well, his last fight was amazing. Was Max Holloway? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't uh, he looked like he a totally different fighter? Yeah, it was it was insane. Like, and again, I know he's only like what? What are we talking about, Brad? Like twenty nine, thirty, maybe? Yeah. He was in Thailand working with uh, Samarit Smart, whatever his yeah, name. Yeah, is. yeah, yes. And I, yeah, and he was the same thing, not. Doing a lot of you know sparring with him and uh, famously all, didn't at all. That was yeah. everyone was kind of anxious to see, and then he came out and just dismantled that boy. Uh, I, boy. I don't know if I've ever had seen that at any level. 
you know, his not even, it wasn't even focused on the guy in front of him. He was talking to the side and talking to the corner and, yeah, you know, and still landing incredible shots uh, through that. I thought it was, I thought it was a fascinating exposition. I'd be interested to see if he could do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Connor will be back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like uh, there's, there's a couple of fighters that we see with the, um, kind of like point karate style, you know, that that's real, real heavy side stance that just seemed to make it work really well. And, and I, again, I'm not really a big Conor McGregor, the man fan, but Conor McGregor, the fighter, I'm absolutely fascinated by constantly every time, no matter what, like, even though I know he's going to lose the fight again, like his last one against Poirier, cause I'm like, he has, he's been out of the ring for so long. He still has that, that mystique where it's like, if he touches your chin, it could all be over that quickly, but like, uh, so for you, what, like, I guess, uh, to elaborate on my last question is to spin it down a little bit more. What is the, what is the best style you're seeing in, in mixed martial arts? Cause I, I, I mean, again, I've got no karate background whatsoever. Um, but I, I'm, or, or Taekwondo, I, but I'm fascinated by like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, um, Gunnar Nelson, these guys. GSP? And, 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 yeah, I guess GSP. <laughs> Just you know, shoehorn him in every time. See, with those guys, I I guess it's funny because with those guys, uh, what's the other guy's name? The Englishman Tillman, is it? Bill, uh, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Okay, well, he's, he's American. He's American. What, where's the Englishman? There's an Englishman there too. Uh, uh, Michael Bisping. No, he's a guy. Oh, a Dan guy. Miller. Dan Miller. Dan Miller. Yeah. Dan Miller. Yeah, is he, is he British? He's British, Dan. Miller. No, no, not Dan Miller. Oh, oh, Michael Venom Page. Michael Venom Page. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the kid that broke that guy's forehead, uh, Cyborg's forehead with the knee. Yeah. He's got okay, a real so, side hands down. See those guys, like the the only thing, like, uh, and again with Connor and that when they do that long uh, karate stance, you know. Mm, yeah. The only thing I find with them is they tire. After a couple of rounds, they, you know, you can't be standing in a long stance like that. Mind you, if they hit you, you know, they're sitting down on a punch, which is really good. Uh, it works, but karate wasn't for long five rounders, uh, you know, five minute rounds. And that's why I always, everybody goes, well, he's tired again. You stand in a stance like a, you know, a horse like, stance. You're like, yeah, basically, you're gassing, right? So, yeah. I, I, and, and they were always saying, oh, his cardio is not that good. Give me a break. The guy's, his cardio is amazing, but right. yeah. not with that stance. That's all it is. interesting with Connor this last time that his gas tank was was pretty normal, but when his leg got kicked out, yeah. it was over. You could just tell that his stance went to shit, and then his the fight was downhill from there. As soon well, as yeah. And that's what that's the downside of those guys, right? I think is the the leg kicks are they're more susceptible to, you know, not necessarily stop fight damage, but definitely stop their flow damage. Yeah, but, it makes it makes it more available, right? Because that lead leg is out there a little a little more than it should be, I guess. And there's an incredible amount of weight on that, right? You know, like uh, yeah, you you don't see the ties. You know, the ties just pull the leg back, no problem, because they're they're standing in a stance like a walking stance. They yeah, they, know, they, they know that. They can't be kicking like that for long. It'd be too, you know. And then, and then now everybody's making this big thing about the calf kick, like mm -hmm. that's some new thing that came. You know, like it's that's just bullshit. That, that all you got to do is point your, you know, point your ankle out or yep. 
don't be in a long stance and just pull your leg back. And uh, now everybody's making it something else. I don't Stan, know. I'm, I've been I've been ripping my hair out about this whole thing because everyone's just like, it, like it's yeah. this sexy new thing, and I'm like. Go back 150, 200, 300 years. It's been a thing forever. And it, you know what? It's a thing in every 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 uh, plot of land that we have on God's green earth, right? Like everyone's always thought to kick the leg, right? Yeah. When when some weight's applied to it, you know, yeah. that's, that's a principle in judo, sambo, uh, Greco-Roman, whatever. It's a principle in everything. The The fact that... I think I think why it's such a weird, like, thing that everyone's kind of exploring now and, and really putting the spotlight on is... Nobody was respecting it for a long period of time. When we saw Israel Adesanya get in the ring with Paulo Costa, mm-hmm. uh, Paulo Costa sat there with his leg down, didn't decide that he he didn't check a single kick mm-hmm. from what I could tell in that first or second round, and he paid dearly for it. And right. I think that's a big problem. I think we're finally starting to see the effects of uh, a, a mixed martial arts culture that doesn't respect the leg kick, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is the big mountain coming down the hill to terrorize yeah. the townspeople. It's like it's always been there. Yeah, time fighting yeah. is as old as time. Something new under the sun, yeah. right? It's, it was easily defendable before, and then people got a little sloppy with it. So. People got crazy. I used to see guys, you know, again raise the raise the knee, turn the uh, turn the foot towards the direction of the strike to get the the bone right there. Make them pay. Yeah, right? well, and you will make them pay because if they're going for your calf, that's where you're going. You catch the end of their. The smallest part of their ankle, oh, yeah, yeah, or the, or the top of that foot, like uh, which I, I used to get uh, all the time, yeah. That's oh, yeah. you be so. I don't know why they made such a big deal about that, anyway. It's just, yeah. just people making something up. There's a, there's a lot more uh, combat sports fans today than there were yesterday, right now. I just find good just and find, bad, yeah. I just find yeah. that now it just seems like okay, so like. You know, you, you, you talk to a lot of combat sports fans, and especially about UFC 259. Right, so Israel Adesanya was going to be the next, the next light heavyweight champion, right? Um, that didn't happen, as we all know. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm tired of the two ch- division champion. You can't, you can't pay your divisions. You respect. can't, you can't. Like, it. not everybody should be just walking around. This is a rare thing. I'm glad Jan Blahovich won that fight, but people were still going. Well, I don't understand the scoring on this. Well. If you're on the ground for two rounds, you're going to lose. My big thing, though, I wanted to ask you, Stan, it's the first time I've ever seen it in the UFC. I mean, the WWE, you know, <laughs> the, the title can't switch hands if you're disqualified. Are you comparing WWE hey, to hey, No, no. Let WWE me, is theater, Sean. It's stop, theater. Stop. Okay. They're still athletes. Mick Foley was still an athlete. Okay, you let know, me just finish. Let movies, me just finish my point. The villain doesn't always win, Sean. The bad no, I, I understand. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the heel doesn't always win, but the heel is the best part about it. Let's just get back to this, yeah. though. So Peter Yan and... Piotr uh, Yan. Oh, sorry. Piotr Yan. Respect and, the man. Respect the name. And... And uh, Reed, give me uh, Aljermaine Al- Al- Sterling. Is Aljermaine Sterling? You, Al- you can just call him Aljo. He just goes yeah. by Aljo. You can call so him. So, anyways, Mister Sterling disqualified, rightfully so. Like that was an illegal, illegal knee to the head. I don't blame him for not continuing. But to literally get the title, though, I'm just like, I, I, what, what's your thoughts about that, there, Stan? Like, oh, so when the you know in boxing. If uh, they, you know, how in boxing, if you got a low blow or a headbutt in the first round, the first two rounds or something like that, 
They were first, first four now for Marcus of Queensbury. Was four? The first okay. four, yeah. And uh, that kind of made sense to me, right? Yeah. And if the fight goes on beyond that, then they go to the uh, scorecards and they see who was ahead. That's that's how they do it. And I was thinking that was the same for the UFC. Is it not? Nope. It, it doesn't seem like not. It's like that was a complete disqualification. And, you know, like... Uh, it was a reason. Mark Smith had the ability to do that. He could have just called it uh, a stoppage and then gone to the cards. Uh, that's with, true. Yeah, it's well within yeah. the reference. the points, but he called it a disqualification. And the reason he called it that way was because he called the guy down. Yeah, yeah. Three seconds later, he need him in the face, which to me is more egregious than just a simple twelve-six elbow. Yeah, or a iffy headbutt, or something, you know, poking punching the somebody in the back of the head or something like that. Right, which is which is like what Stan was talking about with like the the Marcus Queensbury rules, right? We talked about the four rounds. After that, we'll go to the scorecard. Yeah. You know, the UFC mixed martial arts with these uh, with the sanctioned bodies that support this this rule system has done it right to put it in the hands of the referee. Um, yeah. Which is, I want to segue into that conversation with you, Stan, because Sean Sean's out to lunch when it comes to how hard a job refereeing is. But let me finish. Whoa. Let me finish, Sean. Let me finish. And, uh, you know, if if it weren't as egregious as Brad was kind of talking about what Jan did, I would have been like, ah, no contest or, uh, yeah, you know, no go contest. to the, yeah. or, you know, if it was late enough of the fight. But the ref said, hey, he's down. Jan looked over at his corner and said, okay to knee in the face. <laughs> and his corner was like, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it was a complete misunderstanding of the rules, which is a big part of the fight. Fighter safety is a huge thing. Mm. A plus, the, you know, again. Titles, they come and go so quickly. It's fine. These days. I, I thought it was the right call. Yeah. I thought it was the right call. There's, you know, the guy, and they were saying, oh, he should have got the Oscar for faking it and all that. No. Those are people who have yeah. never been kneed in the face. That's right. When they weren't expected to be, when they were when they were quite sure they weren't going to be kneed in the face, by the way. Well, that's what I told Sean. Sean and I were talking offline. He was like, he's an actor. I go, I don't, bro, if you feel like you're not going to get kneed in the face, you can kneed in the face. Like, I go, come over. We can demonstrate it. Oh, no, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But there are people that have been knocked out, get up, and they're walking around, right? But I, I, Because they were knocked out, and they shouldn't have done that, Sean. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. If I, I I was I was talking to my TV, I was like, Aljo, stay down. Stay down. Stay down, and then you're in control of your destiny for the next three to six months at least. Right? Yeah. Because th- that's what comes with the title. You yeah. get to kind of pick who you're gonna fight. It's like yeah. you've earned it. He's been in the league long enough. Like he's been he's in the UFC be long fighting, enough. He's gonna be fighting Peter Young again. Though. Yeah, of course. He's sure. he's an animal. He's a well, professional. That's, that's good, but I, I was I was gonna say, you know, we all knew what was gonna happen next. If he had got up, yeah. Oh yeah, he was going to get knocked out. He was already losing the fight though, as it was. Well, he was well not only knocked out, but could have been the end of his career. He could have done real. He got knocked out so bad that he might never get a second chance. Totally you know, agree. you never, you never yeah, know. Sh- yeah, Sean, it doesn't matter what was happening before that. Oh point. no, 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 that happened. That compromises yeah. you. And like again, what they're seeing with the concussions and CTE I'm not these disagreeing. days is I'm the big one and then the little one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with all that. I'm just disagree. disagreeing. I'm disagreeing with the title switching hands. That's that's my only. Listen, you think Jan should have kept the title, or should have been no? Vacated? I, it should have been vacated. That's that's the way I thought about it. It should have been vacated. No, that's silly. It's silly on an egregious need like that. It's one thing it if it's not, if it's a judgment call, it shouldn't have been vacated. 
We'll leave it. We'll leave it to Stan. Stan, you're the final authority on this. <laughs> there we go. Tell Sean why he's wrong. My my only problem was when they went to the scorecards, they had the other guy ahead. Yeah, they. they uh, who I think one one judge had um, uh, Sterling. Yeah. I think the other two might have had Jan. Yeah. But, oh, really? they, but here's yeah. the point, though, is that didn't include that fourth round. And if you take away two points right. in the fourth round, then you're in a different scorecard because it was a 29-28 card at that point. You know. But who the hell but, thought Sterling was winning that fight before that knee? Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. I, I that's the problem. I, I, thought, I, I, thought, I know, Stan. I'm like, I'm, 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 I've been wondering thought, the same thing all week. I was thinking, you know, Sterling, I, I like the fact that he pushed the fight. You know, he was really giving her. But the hardest punches and everything was going definitely, and the, the even the throws the guy was doing, I, I couldn't yeah. believe half those judo throws. I'd never seen reaps like that no. ever, yeah. like that. He was he had a whole different style of throws, eh? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. major, inner, major, uh, outer, you know, minor, yeah. minor, outer reaps all over the place. Like it was that's just, cool. it was a master class, really. And like yeah. that's why P.F. Jan is so fun and then really an underappreciated guy, and uh. You know, it really sucks because he did the right thing. He asked his corner what to do. Um, yeah. There's a language barrier between him and the ref, and mm-hmm. that was brutal. Um, and it just it resulted in him losing the title. But again, who cares? He's going to get the automatic rematch. Yeah. He'll get it back if he, if it's if it's if it's meant to be. If he puts in the work, which I think he does, he'll take the title back. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah, he has a shot even to capture a little bit more. You know, because his next fight's going to be more hype than the. Fight. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a big yeah. month. He should be excited. A lot of money That's in this. True. Now. Lots of money. Lots of money. Uh, no, so, that. But if it went, if it went to the fifth round, we knew the Russian was going to win anyway. Yeah, yeah the, the way Ruskies I are at, great in that. Yeah, and I, the way I looked at it is. Sterling might have a second chance here to learn from this. He might yeah. come with a different game plan, you know. I don't know. But he didn't get knocked out, which is good. Yeah. And uh, I think getting up and going into the fifth round, he would have he would have paid the ultimate price anyway. So he, he was better yeah. off. This yeah. No, you can just tell he had no gas. He could get where he wanted. To. He could see where yeah. he wanted to go, and he could get there, but not with any kind of force or any kind of. It, it didn't. It didn't look like it was his night, and it wasn't typical of the Aljo that I'm used to seeing. Yeah. I'm not saying that it would have the result would have been any um or, or you know Jan wouldn't have you know schooled right. him, right. but it it just wasn't the Aljo I would have seen. So either way, I think um, even if Jan won that, I think probably Sterling would. I think it would be close enough to where Sterling would yeah. probably get the automatic rematch. Either way, I don't, I don't see anyone else in that division really threatening Sterling's position. So yeah, I thought it was the best fight of the night. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, it, it definitely was. Yeah, I didn't um, care. The other fights were not lackluster, but they weren't. They weren't barn burners. Yeah, I mean, like you're watching Nunez. Like, what the hell? Uh, Khabib's guy was a clinic. Yeah, uh, Islam. Oh, yeah, uh, Islam. Yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, but that was that was, that was, was a fight. <laughs> that was so. That, that's what I was about to say about Nunez. Yeah. Like, you know, like with Nunez, she, you know, her and her partner just uh, they they're new mothers now. Like, and I know how much that's kicking my ass. I couldn't imagine being a new mother and then like, oh yeah, I got to go to defend two titles <laughs> in the UFC. But she just went in there against Megan Anderson, who's one of the the bigger girls I've seen in that division, yeah. one of the longer girls I've seen in that division, who knows how to put it together. And Nunes just kind of walked right through. It's like that that was a lot of that card was like, who cares? I know who's gonna win this fight. Yeah. Um, you know, you saw the same thing with Is- Islav uh Makachev there against Drew Dover, where you're just it was so one sided, you were like, This is kind of hard to watch. It was embarrassing almost. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the yeah. first time I seen somebody get choked out like that with the shoulder just digging in to that carotid there, with just real pressure. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's that's the whole background of the Von Flute choke, right? Like that's that's one that's really yeah. in a in a street situation. That's what you're trying to do is cut off blood to brain as quick as possible. And then you if you can the break a collarbone across, across right? You just see the legs go across and you try to, to walk it out to try to get more pressure on that. And he just sure. applied the pressure from his shoulder. I was like, oh, yeah. what kind of freaky strength do you have to do that? That's crazy. Dagestan, Sean. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> a different type of human being than the rest of us for I some reason. If you choke out a bear, you can probably choke out a human being. <laughs> <laughs> when, we when we were in Thailand, um, we're a tiger Muay Thai, and it's like it looks like a city. It's gorgeous. Uh, that's how big, big, camp- big campus. Yeah. yeah, but they've got all of uh, every second guy there looks like Khabib now. Yeah, but, you know they got the beard underneath there, and they're all uh, from where was Kazakhstan, what, Dag- Dagestan, Dagestan, like all the Caucasus mountain ranges. Yeah. yeah. So, so I walk up and uh, and they. They all, they look like Sinuit blocks. They all, you know, <laughs> square heads with these beards. They all look yeah. the same. They all look God. They all look the same. They all look like Khabib. And yeah. I'm watching, and I'm watching these guys and uh, they're all, so the MMA is getting real big in the, uh, at uh, Tiger Muay Thai and, and all through Thailand anyway. Yeah, Volkanovski but, there was a big, big part of that too, you know. But yeah, I was watching them uh, working out when I was there. There's no, there's no stop in those guys. Like the, they, they take the workouts to a different level yeah. where I, I, I hate to say it, but we've got soft. Yeah. North, North America. America. Well, they, they want, they want it worse than we do. Yeah. Well, they, they don't have, they don't have anything there. Well, if you lived, if you lived on some Rocky uh, mountain, you know, some, there's nothing, you know, this is all you've got. This is, and for them to pay that kind of money to get to Thailand and, to yeah. work out for six months there. That's everything they have is in that training right there. Well, I mean, like even, even with um, like the religious background too, where we're talking about Islam, they like, it's a very disciplined religion. However you feel about it, it's disciplined as shit. You know, there's, there's a long period of time where you're not eating sun up to sundown Ramadan. Right. You know, so like it, every ounce of their life is, is hard. Right. And we saw guys like that come from mountainous region, even Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines used to yeah. carry a cart up a mountain. That's why you had those, obnoxious calves that look like sean's calves on the little pac-man body but like uh you know it, it mountains produce absolute killers and we've seen a lot of athletes that kind of abscond off to the mountains for training camps yeah, and then we see guys that come from those mountains and that's what we're really seeing with Dagestan right now we're just like oh boy you got any of those uh cats kicking around up there are you still in uh, uh bc by the way yeah yeah. yeah, you got uh, has Dagestan reached there yet? What are we talking about? No, if we see anybody with beards underneath their neck, then we'll just we'll know not to mess with them. Yeah, <laughs> you won't even, yeah. won't even you won't even bother with the waiver and everything, right? It's like don't even bother yeah. signing it. That, that'll be the new thing in the bars now. You just wear your beard under your neck, and everybody will stay away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why that's why i was like the cauliflower year like when i was wrestling as a kid i was like obsessed you know jujitsu wrestling judo i was always obsessed with wearing my headgear because i didn't want cauliflower and then at some point everyone started recognizing that's the international sign of a badass yeah Yeah. and i completely missed out like i've got 
nice clean ears like there's a little bit a little bit of here and a little bit up here but other than that like you know i'm not like randy couture where i can't get an (laughs) earbud in um i wish someone told me so that's the other thing too is you got the chin chin there and then you got that it's a cauliflower ears you'll be good you'll be good it'll graduate from tap out t-shirts to cauliflower ears now we got this beard under your neck you know yeah could yeah. you imagine? Could you imagine the whole damn thing? Affliction, the oh. beard, and then the cauliflower—that's <laughs> the baddest man on earth. <laughs> and then you find out it's a chick. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Buy, buying her a beer stand every time. <laughs> paying my fucking respects. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, she's fighting. She's fighting Nunes next. <laughs> God rest so- her soul. So one last point I wanted to say, <laughs> one last point I wanted to say here is that everybody counted Jan Blahovic out, right? No, right. no, Sean, no, wrong. The pundits, the major pundits. You just, you, you're just and reading ESPN. Joe Rogan, just Joe reading ESPN. Rogan, stop, stop, stop. Joe Rogan okay. and all the other announcers were all just like, you know, oh yeah, Israel Adesanya. Oh, Israel Adesanya. I was glad. How can you not? How can you not want? They wanted to see that John Jones fight. Yeah, but okay. you know what? You know what? Here's the thing: is that they're doing the exact same thing with Stipe Miocic. The exact same thing is like, oh, Francis Ngannou. How much damage is he taking from the Daniel Cormier fight? How is he going to fight Ngannou? He already beat Ngannou once. He'll beat him again, and then they're already giving the title to Jones. It's like it's always John Jones. That's his title. Well, well I, I think I think John Jones goes up to super heavy with his your plank out of your eye, so you can see clearly what's going on. That's true. You are you are a George St. Pierre apologist in every every sense of the word. Wow. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think uh, Israel made a big mistake. Uh, he was already talking John Jones before this last fight. He was he was looking past the Polish kid, and uh, and I knew the minute he the po- Polish guy punched him once, that was it. Yeah. I could see so the look on his face, like oh, two hundred twenty five pound man before, yeah. Well, see, yeah. this is the this is the problem. Stan's Stan's talking about what I was talking about before this fight. Maybe not with you guys. I have another podcast in MMA. I, I have trouble keeping track of where I'm at. But Stan is a man who's fought a pole before, yeah. right? <laughs> Am I getting that right? Yeah. At some point, you fight someone from Poland or some of so, a, a, a primarily Polish heritage. There's well, something like- about something about that group of people as well. Yeah. Where they they just don't take kindly to the word no, and like a jab's a no, a cross is a no, uh, uh, a kick, shin kicks a no. Jan Blahovich was not taking no in that fight. He was the bigger man. Um, he knows how to handle himself at that at, in that division at at uh, at two hundred five there. And frankly, I thought it was stupid. Out of sign, just kind of chubby at one eighty five. He should have been going down to one seventy. I thought uh, and taking on Marty. Walking in at two hundred without cutting any weight, it does a couple of things. He was holding the pizza and wearing sweatpants. Yeah, it's yeah. absurd. Yeah, he was out. Uh, he was outweighed and outclassed. He just he would look, he looked past him. That's a great point, Stan. Was you could think he was looking elsewhere. Hundred percent looking past him. Yeah, and then and then when when he got taken to the ground, take nothing against the. Uh, the Polish fighter, but his ground game is nothing anyway. Right. And yeah. and Israel couldn't do nothing from the bottom anyway. Wait mm-hmm. wait till John Jones you're you're talking a whole different level. Yeah. It, it, Israel would have got the beating of his life if he meets John Jones. Oh. He's good. And yeah, I, Sean, that that's that that that's and that's what I was kind of alluding to when you first brought this up. That is a right. bad comparison. 
Israel Adesanya is like on paper and and materially yeah. a striker. Right. And when he goes to the ground, he does the Chuck Liddell thing. If right. I'm near the cage, I know how to get up real good. Yeah. Right. Or I'm going to sit there. I'm going to make it as boring as shit so the ref stands us up. Right. right. I, I know how to do those two things. That's how to sign this whole ground right. game. John Jones comes. He was he was a he was a collegiate wrestler at a very high level. Right. Comes from a family of super athletes. Athletes. Yeah. Every I, single I, Jones I seems to be in some kind of major sports organization. Yeah. I hear you. you. Know? Like, um, I'm just saying, I'm just sick and tired. That's why John Jones is terrifying. I'm just sick and tired of people just looking past, like right now, the greatest heavyweight champion to ever be the heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic. He's he's boring. He's boring, Sean. Oh come on, man! He's knocked out people. It's not. I know, but I'm playing. I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I know he's not Josh Koscheck or GSP. you know the land prey, but he's he's kind of unsexy, you know, and he's 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 from Ohio, you know. He says silly yeah, shit. It's Randy know, like, Couture all over again, right? I know, it's, it's yeah. exactly what it is. Is that so the crime champ? Is is the UFC just looking at somebody going, "This is not a prototypical person that we want as our champion." It's a business shot. It it's a business. It's a business. Stan, you own a business. Money. You like making money, right? Like uh, that's that's one of your goals when you open a business. Yeah, the business at least has to stay open. Yeah, well, this year, this year has been a challenge. That's for sure. It's been a challenge, yeah. <laughs> and and you know that it is what it is, Sean. Like whatever you got to do to to drum up some business. Stipe yeah. is not great at that. Like he's yeah. just not. Uh, but the guy's still out there fighting fires. I love him to death. He, I I will one hundred percent not argue that he's probably the greatest heavyweight of all time in, in, in his accomplishments. I don't think he's the greatest wrestler. I don't think he's the greatest kickboxer. I'm not saying any of that. that. I'm talking about the UFC as far as heavyweight champions. Sorry, go ahead. He said he was the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. That's what you said. Yeah, he is. How can he not be? I've said it a number of times, yeah. When you you win that many fights, you you stay at the top of the division that long. He is the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. But this is not the lightweight division, though, Sean. We also got to... We also got to pay homage to that. We have to have to respect that. This isn't when Aldo went on that winning winning streak at featherweight. There, mm. how dangerous of a division was that oh, across yeah. the both organizations, Absolutely. WWC into the UFC? That's a terrifying division. What are the heavyweights? What are the heavyweights that you're like really that? terrified of? Yeah. There's not a lot of heavyweights out there that are really like Derek Lewis is winning fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love Derek Lewis, but. <sighs> But the only the only thing about that the uh, next he- that heavyweight fight you guys are talking about, uh, uh, Francis, uh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the one th- you know the one thing about heavyweights we all like is it takes one shot, and yep. you know Francis lands it. What's his he, the other guy's out? And if, yeah. um, you know that, that's why we always love heavyweight fights because oh, yeah. exactly. it can be over in one shot that's the, that's one thing with with the welterweights and that you know they'll, they can take it and come back and but not heavyweights yeah. it's over you won't <laughs> knock out like Derek blaze had against or um Derek Lewis Derek had Lewis. Blaze than any other weight class no no, no. not that kind of odds or Ngannou on overeem was one of the grossest knockouts i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic but yeah i, I get what you're saying like oh, you know, yeah. you're just not going to see that in in the lighter weights. And if you yeah. notice that Curtis Blades, uh, Derek Lewis fight there again, who was the ref, and just let it go on a little bit. Too All right, Sean. We're not listening. Uh, I would like your opinion here. Sean is of the opinion that uh, Herb Dean is the worst official in MMA history. I, I want. I wanted. Stan's got a point right now. He's raised his hand several yeah, times. Yeah, I know. I, I want to say. Let, let's get to that. The only thing. I, 
a little off topic, but you know, the one thing I, I don't understand about, uh, they made a, such a big deal about Israel, you know, now if you look at it, you know, they're saying what an amazing, like, striker he is. Go look at Glory and go yeah. watch all his fights. I've watched three already that he got beat every, you know, and he was losing to average Glory guys. They weren't the top guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, he got knocked out by the top guy, but yeah. the other two fights before that, he got beat. He looked, he looked like I don't know. So they're making like he's this amazing striker. And Stan, that's that's what I said about Anderson Silva when the Anderson Silva reign started in the UFC was like yeah. Anderson Silva was losing to B level guys in Pride. You know what I mean? Like he he it, it wasn't working for him, and I don't think it was time and place in UFC. I think it's just they have a unique set of rules. That kind of favors the stand-up game a little bit more. The refs are more willing to stand yeah. the fight up than other organizations. But mm. you know, to look at Glory right now, let, let's go see Alex Pajeda, who's a two-division champ, a champ champ in Glory right now. With, with how difficult that is to do, I think yeah. that. So that was one of the things I kind of wanted to bring up was how the hell do we get North America on the on the the kickboxing train? Glory is better than I've ever seen any other organization from purely an entertainment standpoint. They've got uh, Rico Verhoeven, yeah. right? That big, yeah. beautiful son of a bitch who's out there just knocking people's heads off. You get the wild card in Badahari. You don't know what the hell that guy's going to do. Um, uh, yeah, again, Alex Bejeda there from uh, from Brazil. Like you got all these great guys. Their personalities. It's just exciting sport. Why isn't that selling in in North America? You know what? That's that's a million dollar question. I've been I, all my life. I've been watching it, and I love the kickboxing, and it just never, ever like Glory's on its last legs too, right? It's, I know it's so sad yeah. to watch. Yeah, and for me, on in my lifetime, like I, I've gone, I've gone to UFC fights. I've gone to uh, pro boxing and all that. Um, there was nothing that any, and not, none of those things compared to the K1. When I was in, I was in the Tokyo Dome. I couldn't, be, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was oh, amazing. Was, I, amazing. I went to one, I went to one in the St. Thomas Super Arena, and yeah. it was like ninety thousand people. You could hear a pin drop during the yeah. fights, yeah. right? You could hear everything the That's corners crazy. were saying. Yeah. I remember uh, seeing uh, Alexander Filo, uh, the Brazilian kid there, fighting um, Peter Arts. Which was yeah. like for me the best you can. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's insane, but I just don't know how the hell this isn't more popular, especially the personalities. And like, shout out to one of my favorite Canadian fighters, other than you, Stan, yeah. uh, Joseph Valtellini. Like, yeah. he was an exciting fighter, great personality. He's commentating now. He's he's he's, yeah. he's smart. He's intelligent. Like he's good looking. He's a good Italian boy. Like, how the hell do we not sell this to everybody here in in, in North America? What's they, the answer? They, they tried, like so. They, you know, Glory was really trying to uh, get an American champion. That's one thing they really needed Americans to shine to sell. But you know, you can't sell the Dutch and you can't sell the uh, Moroccans and you can't. They just don't. You know, Badahari was one thing because he was such a badass. He was like the Mike yeah. Tyson of uh, you know. Yeah, it was Mike Tyson. Really, it was all the things he did after the fight. Getting slapped by his corner like before the fight and then after the fight, before the fight, <laughs> fighting everybody up. 
he's already had three fights before he got in the ring. Like, you know, he was beating everybody up. So that that was, uh, you know, he's he's a massive star in the in Europe. Like everybody loves the guy, right? But obviously, yeah, we, as it should be. They they tried to find. I don't know what it is, but I find with the Americans, you guys just kill it when it comes to wrestling wrestling and all that and jujitsu oh, yeah. you, yeah. you guys picked up you guys stole the jujitsu and the, the wrestling was yours anyway that's what we do stan we steal the shit out of everything yeah but the kickboxing nope didn't grow yep. you know like i hate to say it but when it came to kickboxing the the if i had to pick my you know if i had of all the countries and somebody said well you're fighting an american i'd go good yeah, <laughs> you know, because I knew the the level wasn't up there. And, and if you and if, and if you lost, no one was watching anyways. You're not even That's like. You know, but if the guy told no me oh, you're fighting a fucking uh, Dutchman, oh, I'd be yeah. like, holy shit! Yeah. Not, you know, or, even if uh, even if you win, if, even if you win that fight, you're gonna have twenty other yeah. Dutchmen right behind him, each yeah. worse and, than the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, I don't know why it just never. It, you know, I'll, you know what I think it is. The Americans are smart. They know there was no money in it. They, they said, "Forget it. Might as well go to UFC, with some money or boxing." But there was never any cash in the in the uh, in the kickboxing. Yeah, well, that's a sin. But but the thing is, though, is like, what? All right. So for for Marcus Queensberry rule boxing, right? Yeah. What is the allure? Why are they still selling fucking pay-per-views when you have Anthony Joshua's not going to fight Deontay Wilder and, and Tyson Fury's not going to fight Anthony Joshua? Anthony Joshua's yeah, like, I'll I, only fight these guys. I don't know if you noticed, though, Reed. Like, like now, boxing's become a circus now when you're looking at the Jake Paul. First of all, it's been a circus for a long time. Now it's a freak show. Now it's a okay. fiction. Right. Now you have now you have ex NBA guys, and some of it's the nostalgia. Right, a lot of us grew up watching boxing, and we're going to still do it. You know yeah, but I, I fucking love boxing, and I hate what's going on right now. Um, well, they got too many divisions. Yeah, too many, too many organs, too many sanctioning bodies. Yeah. UFC yeah. is UFC. There's no where are you going to go? Bellator. Bellator. If you're finished, you go to Bellator, yeah. okay. or if you're starting one or the other. Right? It's like, yeah, but. Yeah. When you got boxing and you got 50 world champions at different, you know, and then they pick and choose, well, you're never going to, that's why we're not. That's the thing that's frustrating me so much is, um, and I I, I go down the rabbit hole on this probably once a week. Um, Usually I'm on the, on the John or something thinking about this stuff. So I'm I'm not operating heavy machinery or anything, Stan, don't worry. Um, But like, I'm like, how is it that boxing is, is able to be so egregious and so pornographic in their in their fanfare bread and circus nonsense, right? Yet glory is as you've accurately identified, probably on their last leg. Yeah, unfortunately, and you've got athletes that are putting out and fighting anybody, anytime, anywhere, whatever the hell they have to do. Any any country, you know. I saw one; they were in Azerbaijan. I think it was like, yeah. how the fuck do you organize anything in Azerbaijan? Yeah. Yet boxing continues to get to be this. Every time you watch a fight in boxing. I'm like yeah. it was fixed probably, you know. And tell me, tell me something. How is it they they, they the UFC fighter doesn't make us close to a dime compared to the boxers? The boxers, right. unless you're yeah. Conor McGregor, but even even Conor McGregor's yeah, not making that, was, that kind of money. 
Well, no, that was his money fighting Floyd, right? That's right. Mostly his money. Yeah. And now he made now he made all that money selling his uh proper twelve there. So he, he buys he buys all of his money. Yeah, he's he's doing fine. He's doing fine. But yeah, I mean that's why you have Dustin Poirier not fighting a title because he knows there's more money to fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess I guess the uh, consensus is it's kind of nostalgia that why boxing is still so so much money in it. It's the it's kind the of history. The old it's or, the history. You still have Muhammad Ali to talk you, about. You, yeah, you you, you want that to still be yeah. a thing, right? Yeah, your childhood yeah. thing, right? That's why you know. That's it. Or you still go to the drive and get the milkshake. That isn't very good anymore because you used to get it when you were. <laughs> That's true. You will, who I, wants a shamrock shake? <laughs> Going to McDonald's right now. There's more steak. McDonald's than there are good steakhouses. You know what I mean? Oh, like, very true. Tacos, so That's fair. Right. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Get your thoughts one real quick before we let you go. We want to get your thoughts on the referee situation that we talked about a little bit earlier. Sean thinks Herb Dean is the worst official in MMA history. Uh, would you agree with Sean? Or would hold you- on, hold on a second though. Let me let me qualify that a little bit more, Stan. Have you refereed yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've got my i've i've uh, got my ticket for refing and all that. Yeah. How many times have you gotten it wrong? Uh, never. Thank you, thank you, Stan. <laughs> thank you, Stan. So, thank hold, you. On, hold on, Sean. Hold on, Sean. Yeah. That's Stan. That's Stan. The ref telling you never. I'm okay. sure there's some pissed off kids somewhere who would disagree. <laughs> Wait, when you're saying when you're saying what did I what did I do? I, I can tell you what I did one time wrong. Okay. Is uh, I was counting the guy out, and I told the other guy to go to the neutral corner, and I took my eye off him, and he came back on one side of me. And when I was counting, I looked, and he he wasn't there. And he had come circled around the corner, and it pissed me off and I literally had to take him by his chest and push him back into a corner because the kid was just hyped up. (laughs) He wanted to get Yeah, so there's a mistake mistake I made because I took him my, you know, you're counting this guy, he's down. Your eyes are on him. You're trying to make count with the the guy on the apron. You know, you're trying with the timer, the timekeeper. Yeah. And now you got to look to see where this idiot's going because he's still <laughs> he's yeah. still trying to get a punch in from the side. So that was my mistake. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. And, and that, that, that's that's an actual Dean, that's an actual Dean. mistake. That's an yeah. actual mistake. Yeah. that's not that's not a subjective. No, no. Mistake. Herb Dean always looks like he smoked a big fatty before he just came down there to the main event. What is it? What is this? Okay? all of a sudden, Sean, just no, no, no. Because all of a sudden, no, 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 legal, all of a sudden, it is. It absolutely is. Calm but down, here's, the thing, here's the thing. When I saw that Blades fight and the, uh, many other fights there where that first punch, he's knocked out, uh, down. Then all of a sudden, two, three punches to the face. How many punches are you going to let this guy take to the face? The guy's down. He's done. Yeah. Get now, in you're, there. You're, shaking your, in you're there. shaking your camera right now, Sean. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> take it down a notch. Stan, uh, do, can you give him some mental training for chance? Yeah. No. You know what? <laughs> I was going to say... He's got a point there because I, I'm not going to say it was Dean, but there's a few times where I, you know, I, I, I went love, to went to I, I love the sport, but where a guy is out and yeah. you and you see these guys give two more off the the guys, you know, he, you're going to kill somebody. It's just you know, and and it was I can't remember what fight it was that Dana White was even yelling 
at the guy that he was saying that's I, yeah, the last fight. Yamasaki, who is my uh, vote for the worst ref ever, but Sean disagrees. So that's, no, Yamasaki was terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, Mario Don't Yamasaki. back up now. Don't back up now. <laughs> I'm not backing up. I'm just saying he's on the same. But the the, the point the point is though, Sean, is you've I'm been upset. Up. You've been upset with Herb Dean because he stopped fights too early. In your opinion, yeah. he's done both. He's but done the both. problem is though is you have to throw out all those early stoppages. In my opinion. Because you see kind of a flash knockout situation or anything that would lead you to believe that's the case. Fighter safety is always number one. And I think the UFC has done a great job of elaborating, like of really emphasizing that. Right. So like if you're, if you're erring on the side of some guy might be able to walk tomorrow and watch his kid on a swing without having to be pushed in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or so I think five years from now I'll be able to get out of bed. Yeah, exactly. I th- you know, it, 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 Sean, have you ever dealt with it, Stan? I'm sure you've dealt with this before where you got like a real bad concussion. You have to put out the, the curtains yes, and you, yes. you, the, the light from your cell phone, you know, or, or your alarm clock is just like hell. You know, like this is the stuff we're saving people from. So I think, Stan, he's not just talking about the letting it go too far. He's also been very critical of Herb Dean because he thought it stopped too early. On it fights was that, that Ben Asker and it was that Ben Asker oh and uh, Robbie Lawler fight. Uh, ben Asker versus uh, versus Robbie uh, Lawler versus Street Jesus. There is that the one you thought was stopped too early, <laughs> where he was out cold from a flying knee. Not a You guys remember when uh, Dan Henderson was still flying through the air and he hit Bigsby with that when he was already out? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, 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 that. And I, I was all for it because I couldn't stand Bisbee. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, I, that's, I, that's, that was cool. like I got my money's worth. But I, 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 I look at, I, I saw Bisbee do an interview one day or one time, and he, he said, you know, I was out, and the guy jumped and come down on my, you know, like, like there's fighters that won't do that, like uh, say Hunt. Uh, yeah. When he yeah. hits somebody, he walks away. And Walk off, yeah. knockout. He doesn't yeah. beat on you. But yeah. there's some guys that will just keep pounding you when you're not, out. Not only not only did it hit a man when he was down and out, but he then made that the official logo that he put on T-shirts and hats <laughs> and made a shit ton of money. I bought one of those T-shirts because I hated Bisping. I couldn't fucking stand Bisping. <laughs> I have it no. downstairs somewhere. I, I loved it, but I just, you know, if that was your friend, and you saw him laying there, or was your say your you know your student, yeah. and this was coming through the air, coming down. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, That's they called so it the Hendo Bomb or the H Bomb after like oh, they, they they branded that. I think they trademarked Hendo Bomb. I was like, it's not a fucking soda. Some guy got really like you look Dave. at Bisping's. He's got like a fake cornea in his eye or whatever the fuck. <laughs> bionic Robocop yeah. eye. I don't know what the hell's going on with that crazy <laughs> bastard, but like, geez, Louise. Yeah. You know, and uh, you brought up somebody earlier that I kind of wanted to bring up as well. Uh, Michael Venom Page, the the British kid um, who he had the karate style, but he's known for these over the top celebrations. Right. So we know Mark Hunt will very quietly yeah. knock you out and then just kind of walk away as those gentlemen do down there in the, the, the Southern Pacific. Right. They just race. If it was the same way, he just kind of knock you out, walk away yeah. and be done with it. Where, where's the beer so I can do a shoey afterwards. Yeah. But you got Michael Venom Page, who has one of my my top ten MMA moments of all time. Not good or bad. So I'm not celebrating this. But he needs cyborg in the head. Yeah. Which we saw afterwards, the X-rays, he left a knee-shaped dent in his head. 
Yeah. Then he went to his corner, got a Pokemon hat and a Pokeball, and rolled the Pokeball at his writhing corpse on oh the ground. Gosh. What in the world? <laughs> so I, I know in the history of, we can go back to Tito Ortiz when he's knocked people out, a few and far between, but he's knocked people out before where he does the grave digger routine. Yeah. What is your stance on celebrations? Do you do you favor the South Pacific gentleman who just knocks somebody out and then look at me like, all right, he's down, yeah. you know, time for a beer, watch some rugby, or do you do you like the over the top celebrations? Uh, you know what, young guy works all his life and he gets a title shot and he wins it, and if he jumps up on the uh, yeah the cage on there. the uh, cage, yep. that's okay. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but to mock somebody. When they're down, they'll come back and get you. Oh yeah! All the other fighters don't. All all those fighters remember. They're going, yeah. If that guy gets me down, he's going to make an ass up, you know. And they don't forget. And uh, you watch when you're out, what they're going to do. So you gotta, you know, you you still want to be, uh, you still want to be a, a sportsman. Yeah, because they'll come back at you. That's yeah. said by a great Canadian right there. Stan, thank you so much. It's it's good to finally have a great Canadian on this podcast. Oh wow! So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just having an American on here is okay too. Uh, well, well, Stan, I, I I don't say that. I don't say that purely in jest because Sean married American and then he adopted the sports team of his wife, who I'm sure doesn't give a shit about whatever sport team he roots for. She'd love him the same, but he's just like, no, 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 I'm a Browns fan. I'm a I'm a I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. Whoa, whoa, easy. I'm not an Indians fan at all. I mean, I'm a Blue Jays fan. Shut up, Sean. You sound ridiculous. No, so Stan, no. Who, who are your uh, – so, uh, you know, growing up, I was I was in the local newspaper here in the Lowell Sun famously saying, I don't care about team sports because – and I did, but I just said that because I was involved in combat sports. It was a, it was a, a yeah. little bit of a, a hot take. But I was like, I don't care about team sports because it it's all on me right now, you know? Like, I – so what what is your team sport that you uh, – what is your secret indulgence – that you wouldn't necessarily want anyone to know about. Like, what is – and I'm not saying, like, a football game, whatever, the Grey Cup, whatever you guys are watching up there, hey. CFL, you know. But what's your – what's your like, mine is curling. That's my nonsense oh, get sport. get out of here, Reed. No I way. fucking love curling. No it is way. such a nonsense sport. I'm obsessed with curling. We had the World Championships here in Lowell. And I, at Saugus Arena, I went and watched it, and I was intrigued. You had the Briar? You had the Briar. It, I don't know what the fuck it's called, Sean. There was big, beautiful Swedish women. I, I was 16. I had no idea what was going on. You know, but all right, Stan. What's what's your what's your secret indulgent in, in ter- competition in general? It could even be esports. What is your what is your thing that really gets you going that you're oh. kind of embarrassed of? Embarrassed of? No, I'm not embarrassed. Um, no, I just nice. you know I like you it. grow up in you you grow up in Canada. You, I mean, you're going to be a big hockey fan. I mean, Obviously, yeah. we all like I played hockey all my life when I was you know when I was growing up so. Hockey was, but I, I love, uh, I'm big on hockey, uh, football. I love watching you guys' football. Not, not so big on our football, but, yeah, uh, you know, you. but I, uh, no, I mean, it just looks second grade compared to what you guys do. Uh, you especially, have, especially with that XFL merger coming up. This XFL, CFL collaboration going. Sean is very excited. Yeah, Sean, 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 Sean's dying on the hill of like CFL is great, and I'm like, it's okay if it sucks. 
Our soccer sucks here in America. I think our soccer sucks. What, MLS? What? MLS is great for North America. Ah, I don't give a shit about it. I'd rather but watch the know, Dutch than the World here's Cup the thing. or whatever. I know Stan, Stan's a huge Canucks fan. and Oh, boy. Yeah, he's a huge Can't go back to 2011, Sean? Is that what we trying to do? No. Trying to create a rift between Stan and I? We've, we've gotten so close <laughs> up this last hour and change. You're going to bring up 2011 when the Bruins beat the Vancouver Canucks and Vancouver. I didn't bring that up. You're bringing that up. You're bringing that up all Our first Stanley Cup. Since 1972, is that what you're going to do to me, Sean? You're going to do this to Stan and I? Stan and I, we've gotten very comfortable with each other. It's kind of messed up that you bring that up. Stan, your thoughts <laughs> on on what the Canucks? <laughs> I don't have any thoughts on those idiots. <laughs> good, good, good man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm almost at my end with those guys. 50, 50 something years I've been watching this morons. Come to the Bruins, you're more than welcome. Oh my gosh! No. I, I welcome you with open arms. Yeah. Oh, I've been I've been taunted to be a, a, a Oiler fan and everything. I can't. Uh, I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't blame you, Stan. You stick to your guns. At one point, oh. things will turn around. I'm telling oh, you. This is not a conversation for you to weigh in on. What are you talking about? The Leafs, uh, Sean. You've got you've got nine teams in every a organization. Brown shirt right now, and you're a I am. What's wrong with the Browns? Listen, when they were lovable a losers, it was things. all cute. Now all of a sudden they're winners. You guys were like, Aah. hey, hey, Never. hey, hey, boys, not in front of Stan. All right, Stan. Since you, uh, <laughs> since your junk sport was actually a pretty good one, what's your, what's your, what's your poison? Right, like you've seen a couple of mine. I have coffee. I have a uh, bourbon. I have beer. I love a good cigar. What's, what's your poison? What what is your your really bad thing? And don't say going to church or any of that crap because well, I'm not buying it. I, I be I be like I said at the beginning of the show. I'm really trying to get my diet under control. I uh, I was always a guy that didn't eat right. Uh, you know, <laughs> cheeseburgers. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. I could eat on. I could just live on sandwiches. That's all. When I when I was young, I I could eat anything and you know and keep the weight off and all that was no problem. Now. As I get older, metabolism's gone now. I, so I've, I've really, I, I got to slow down on uh, on the foods that I like, you know. Uh, All right, like. what, what's your desert island sandwich then? Oh, it's always going to be some, uh, you know, cheese and bologna or something. something yeah. are, you fry, are you frying the bologna or are you talking about just like uh, straight no, from the belly? No. A nice but, new steak. But we get that. Yeah, I don't know if you ever get that Montreal meat. Sean, you guys get that? Oh yeah, Montreal smoked meat. Oh yes. yeah. This, this sandwich sits about this thick, and you got to push it down. To get it <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. It's the best. It's the it best. Is. Completely unhealthy for you, but so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I talk myself. I talk myself into being like, well, ninety percent of it is protein, and there's only a little bit of carb here, so that's a, that's a health meal right there. And that's how you end up looking like this, boys and girls. You know, yeah. <laughs> Brad will flick off the top piece of bread, you know, and just be like, open face. <laughs> All right, so even even better. Brad brought up mayo. What's your trash condiment? Oh, it'd be mayo. May oh, yeah. fucking a. Yeah, Sean yeah. seems like he doesn't like mayo. No, I do like mayo. Do you? Do you really? Yeah, I do. Uh, Jiffy Whip is not mayo. Miracle Whip is not mayo. Bet money that Sean likes to mix it with ketchup. 
<laughs> it's not a uh, lie. Big thing. <laughs> so, so Stan in Holland, you you made bio all right because like there's there's really no ketchup culture in in Holland at all. That was the that was the biggest shock to me. I had not seen Pulp Fiction at this point in my life when I went to Holland. I was yeah. not prepared. Do you ever see cheese that big in your life? No, <laughs> like, also like, not. Uh, a I'm not not kidding you. They had cheese the size of a spare tire in the window. Yeah. And I thought, well, how do these people roll this home? Or how do they get this home even? Yeah. Right. So big. That's, yeah. Those, and they, you know what? And they don't have any problem with cholesterol there. Not, a, so none. crazy. <laughs> how, you, how, much, how much cheese can you eat and you not get cholesterol? I don't get that. Well, it's like the uh, the Italians with their with their carb intake, right? Because they they do eat a lot of pasta over there, right? It's not just all fish and meats. They do eat a lot of pasta, but somehow here in America, uh, in North America, mainly the United States, like our our carbohydrates are just seem oblivious, like they just obliterate you. Where like Italy, you can eat a full plate meal and uh, of pasta, and then go for a ride on a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the other thing. That's, that's what that is. Stay with the Dutch, they ride their bikes everywhere. That's true. We they don't take naps. They no siestas in Holland. No, no. So this is why I don't believe uh, you, Beauty. Yeah, this is yeah, why I don't believe stand. you. Look oh, at her; she's so cute. What? Yeah, yeah. he's a nightmare. <laughs> the siren. I can see in the eyes. You got real problems coming, Reed. Yeah, I I've already had problems. This is just another one of those problems. You've had problems. You, you've got some problems. Oh, yeah. I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Hey, Stan. Listen, I want to thank you so much for spending oh. this time with us here. That was great. You guys are all good guys. A lot. Of, I had a lot of laughs. That was great. Oh, yeah. You know, you're always welcome back on the show anytime. Yeah. Um, and uh, can I give a plug again for Pedericks Martial Arts? I mean, I know yeah. right now you're doing you're doing private lessons. So yeah. please check out Pedericks Martial Arts. You can find them on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Website. What's the website there, Stan? It's info at pedericskickboxing.com. Perfect. And yeah. phone number? Uh, 250-885-7441. Listen, if you guys want some real lessons here, real martial arts lessons, some life lessons, things that's going to change you, please call this man. This man here is uh, much more than just an instructor. This guy is also going to teach you some life lessons as well. Uh, thank yeah, you. Life, life coach territory for sure. I picked you up know. a lot of stuff from the last podcast. Stan, I wasn't there. Um, but it's one I've actually listened to twice, and it wasn't because of these two bozos. Um, I love you guys, but man, and Stan hits us with the knowledge that gets us right. So it's so good. Yeah. Again, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really oh, do. Absolutely. Thank I mean, anytime. And, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. perfect. All right. So I'm just going to let you go here, Stan, so you can enjoy okay. the rest of your day. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna school these other guys here on some hockey afterwards. So take care. Bye, take Stan. Be good, Stan. brother. Bye bye. Oh man. Sean, you really showed your ass there a couple bye. of times. It's embarrassing. Show my ass. What are, you what are you talking about? Hi. Showing your ass. It's not a good thing. I know you think it's a good thing, but it's not what, a good thing. What's this guy talking about? Come on, you listen to enough hip-hop to know what showing your ass means.
knows that. He just doesn't think he did. <laughs> He's playing dumb. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, Such right. a cool guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stan's awesome. Uh, I can't believe he made this much time for us today. Um, I'm super happy, you know. Uh, we were talking about his poor Canucks, his Canucks. So I don't know if you saw Montreal play two games pretty much on the same day, right? Because one of the games went to overtime <laughs> and went to four you're keeping, in the morning. You keeping Brad on to talk hockey right now? You, hey, you want to hey, get football? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. football we're going to get into football. We're going to get into football. I just want to talk about the Habs yeah. playing those two games there. Back the Kraken haven't even hit the ice yet. Like, Yeah, I know, I know. That's when Brad's going to start up. paying attention. But so, the thing is, though, is that right now, I have least a little bit. I realize that you're, you know, I, all I do is watch the Toronto line. So I can just... <laughs> Say some things about them. Like, <laughs> so you yeah, do realize that we're as, as your as bonded as your first line is, they're pretty terrible when it comes to scoring goals, and they're not even in the top ten on the way out. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is I, this love, guy? I love how Brad's what the world. Brad's spite watching hockey right now. I know. I've, ne- I've never I've never been t- more turned on in my life. <laughs> Just literally, I hate this oh, game. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this. Oh, Just they a really shit stink. on shot. They stink. Barely <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to one team, and it's in the absolute wrong way to do it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, how much weight does the Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson to the Bears trade rumors? How much weight does it hold there right now? None. None. You, you still think none? You just think it's a whole none. bunch of smoke? Listen to me. Here's why. I think it would be an absolute possibility, except for the fact $39 million in dead money for the Seattle Seahawks. That is detrimental to what they're trying to do. Yeah. That's You're the not, there's no return on that whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. Russell Wilson at this point hasn't bent over a barrel. And that pretty much means he's not going anywhere, well, right? Yes and no, right? I think they play out this one-year deal. I don't think they do really much of anything outside of it. I'm talking about. I'm talking about right now, right yes. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it appears it appears that way, right? And some of his agent choice, and that's fine. But if this is next year, right? Yeah, it goes like if this whole story started in 22, he definitely gets traded. Yeah, which is uh, which is just a it's just a fucking shame. Because I want to, I want to see Russell do twenty years in Seattle, um, you know, win win a bunch of Super Bowls, and then bounce down to Tampa Bay and win one. So Brad knows how it feels. <laughs> it's been kind of going in in my little you know CR group fandom thread is there's two things right is you have Tom Brady restructuring so that Tampa can pay for a defense. Even Mother, though- which which Brad hurt more than him going to Tampa in the first place. Yes, he was what- done. For the last ten years, is he's done this deal, right? And, and I didn't think that—that's like that's like you were with a chick for a while, and she had that one thing that you liked, or that one little outfit that you liked, and then you're like, "Oh, she wouldn't dare do that with anyone else." And then you see her in town, and she's wearing that outfit. You're like, what do you mean it's not "Bitch, funny? I thought that was special." Yeah, you're not special. But then you see Patrick Mahomes also restructuring, right? So they can start paying some guys. Like, hey, he has like, to. He has to. Get in there. That that is some grown man shit for a yeah. very young man, yeah. and um and good on Patrick Mahomes. I know it's I know it's hard to not do that with Tom Brady literally beating you in the Super Bowl and showing you how it's done, yeah. um yeah. with the with the restriction. Neither one of those guys, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, wants their cake and wants to eat it too. Russell is in a different camp. He wants his yeah. money now. And the thing is, is like we've heard years about Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady's opinion is as good? He is a team guy, right? Yeah. But he's yeah. can be because he is 
taking less money for the benefit of the team. He's not. That money is getting pushed out future years, right. and more is being guaranteed. He's making more money by taking less now. It's a great right. investment. Brilliant. And he looks like a good guy. Yeah. Got, and Russell's fatal flaw in this whole thing is going to be that his agent is only a baseball agent and only has one NFL client. And that's going to be the turning factor why this thing is going sideways. Yeah, and base, baseball is all about get paid, get paid now, get paid as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Bobby Bonilla, but otherwise. Yeah, I've been, I've been re-watching our list lately. Yep. Yeah. Has everyone seen our list? Our like, list? I've been yeah, re-watching yeah. our list. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, Russell Wilson would definitely be one of his clients, 100%. <laughs> it's a baseball, but they're, they're a baseball uh, negotiating tactics in the NFL world, and I just I don't know that it's going to work. I think it's going to be a rocky 2021 for Seattle. I think they'll put together a roster as competitive as always. Well, yeah. Carlos Dunlop's already gone. They already cut him. I mean, they were going to cut him already. That uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he could come yeah. back on a deal. Like that's just the thing. But if Russell really wanted to win, he'd restructure and free up some of that 39 million cap hit so they could pay the guys to protect him. I think. I think Russell. I think Russell will win the titles he's going to win when they're going to happen, regardless of what he does right now. I think Russell Wilson is doing the right thing ultimately. And I know it's the happy bias. I know he's another happy. I, I hate Patrick Mahomes, but he's a happy. So I got to show him some love, but like, and Dak Prescott, don't get started on that dummy's money. But Russell Wilson is, is really securing his legacy because his wife doesn't make the money that Giselle makes, you know? So he's got to go out there and get his nut as soon as possible. Nobody's talking about Sierra anymore. I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a male enhancement pill for the longest time. And like, um, because I, I forget. Cialis? That's hilarious. Yeah. I forget those boyhood videos of, of her out there just looking like All a right. snack. Yeah, but uh, you guys, so right now, New England signed or re-signed Cam Newton, yeah, and then there's rumors, men. and then there's and then there's rumors about him being traded to San Fran for Garoppolo. I hope to God that doesn't happen. That's how racist Boston, Massachusetts is. People don't realize how racist this city is in particular. I know they they talk about uh, Western Massachusetts being racist because they're all country bumpkins. They're the least racist. Boston, Massachusetts is the most racist place in the country, in my opinion, hands down. They won't say the N word publicly. But they'll do some shit like shit on re-signing Cam Newton, and then potentially they'll they'll dream up this factory that Jimmy Garoppolo comes back because he's a handsome white kid, and uh, it's gross. It's gross. Jimmy G is not an NFL starting quarterback. Jimmy G you is get, not one MVP. Jimmy G is not an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, Sean, Jimmy, it's not going to cost him thirteen million dollars. It was the best season of his career either. Duh. Yeah. I mean, problem, to me, the problem last year in New England was not Cam Newton. No, no, no. <laughs> it was all the holdouts, all the 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 vaginas who d- didn't want to do their GD job, like, which I get, I get, I don't blame those guys, I get it. But you know, they played the season, so I'm going to criticize them. Um, and and Cam Newton didn't have an off season, you know, and he's coming from a completely different. Ron Rivera and Bill Belichick are two very different coaches. Well, so you have that, right? There's that. There's the fact that he didn't have an offseason where he was completely healthy until the end. He made it through the year unscathed. Unscathed. He plays at a level we know Cam Newton can play at. $13 million is a bargain for that. 
It which which with quarterbacks, what they're getting these on the on these one year deals right now, that's no money. Yeah, it's no money. And and count, it's back, that's backup money, dude. Adam Schefter just tweeted earlier this week the adjusted salary um, salary numbers yep. for each team. The Patriots were like number three or number four on the list, number four highest yep. on the list, which is pornographic. Cleveland Browns are number one. That's a conversation for a different day, Sean. You guys are all jacked up. What's wrong with Cleveland Browns? I missed this year. There's I, no I, way. I've, there's had no, to, I've had to go and, and no, way, old no, man way, no way the adjusted salary should be as high as it is. $220 million, whatever it is. You guys don't. Oh, you, you talk, guys don't. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. gross. But the, the, the thing that was more egregious, in my opinion, was the Patriots were in the top five of that of that adjusted. Uh, where Where's that money going? I don't know. Are we still paying Tom Brady? Well, the nothing we were paying still, him in the first place? They still had to pay. Some of that's uh, – Jamie Collins? If I remember correctly, they still had to pay the players that opted out. They still got to – I mean, some level of – 100%. So I think some of that's there. We're having the more hold up. We got to be a little behind. I, I, think, I think Bill made some bad bad deals on some certain yeah. players. But he's – Ultimately, I think he's a net positive, and um, I'm not going to be the New England boy here who shits on Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick got us here. Bill Belichick's the reason that I'm 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 still able to sit there and say I'm a Patriots fan with any level of pride. Six, they took a year off, but they took a year off losing all those defensive starters, yeah. and then and receiver. they draft a wide receiver and they get their starters back on defense. And guess what? That's exactly it. I and mean, you got you got sexy ass Cam Newton on, under center. Give Cam Newton a whole entire right preseason. People are shitting on it here, but Sean, because they don't understand. They don't understand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I should expect this, and I shouldn't be as reactive as I am. But it's so frustrating. Like I never thought that a talent like Cam Newton can come to Boston and everyone be like, "He's resigning with us." Listen, Massachusetts. Massachusetts is no different. Your your Mm. Massachusetts media is no different than Toronto media. No different than Montreal media. How when it comes to it is so true. First of all, second of all, how dare you compare us to Toronto, Montreal? Because when I talk about worst fan bases, you'll notice I don't include Canada because you guys are all jacked up. <laughs> yeah, we are. There's no way fans are buzzed about to that. Me, though, here's what here's what's amazing to me is that uh, the Patriots now have the best quarterback in the division, and they're getting fans are not happy. Riddle me Josh that, Allen. Brad. Josh Allen, what are you talking about, Brad? What are you talking about? So First of all, Sean, how many Super Bowls has John Allen been to? Stop it. How many MVPs has he won? Stop it. What's his neck? What's, right what's, what's his Nike deal like? Stop it. Or right does there. he have a bitch ass Reebok deal? Stop That's it right what I want to know. Because Cam oh Newton goodness. has been selling sneakers and and oh. those scoop t shirts like I'm I don't even know why I'm, why I'm friends with you guys. Why am I friends with you guys? What's that? What's that? Josh Allen was drafted lower than any quarterback in his division. Oh, for crying out loud, whatever. So people made mistakes. People can make look mistakes. at look at look at poor Dak Prescott's draft class. Yeah. Right. Like it's absurd. I, 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 I'll shit on Dak Prescott all day, but do I think he deserves ninety five percent of my shit? No, absolutely not. I couldn't hold a candle to that guy's asshole if I if I was paid a million dollars to do it. I think Dak, do it. Dak Prescott gets more hate because of where he plays, and I also think that he doesn't yes. get like that if he doesn't play if he plays somewhere else. If they shut up about America's team shit, I think Seattle has more of a claim to America's team 
than Dak Pre- than Dallas does. See, I'm, I'm throwing Dak and the Dallas. We are Rams. gonna get all sorts of shade for that comment. Oh my god! Oh, who shot who? <laughs> it's not gonna be my Martin. Martin agrees with me. <laughs> Martin agrees with you. That's right. Jeremy <laughs> agrees with me as well. Jeremy, who, 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 yeah, who, yeah. Who, 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 who out of the five people who follow? Hey, Auntie T, you never know. Me. She could just sit there and just lose it. That's it. Auntie T could be losing. Auntie right T now. agrees, and you know what? She's yeah. liking this mustache. She's loving that Nicole's. mustache. And we're gonna have to. <laughs> All right. So for for Nicole's sake, let's get this out of the way. I know Brad's got a dip. Nicole yeah. wants me to keep the mustache because it reminds her of Freddie Mercury at Live Aid 1985. <laughs> Roll it. You should do what feels right, buddy. Do you want us to put a? Do you want us to put it out and and, and vote on it there, Reed? Is that what you're to say? that's what I was gonna say, Sean. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts and give you the opportunity to mock me and then ridicule because I feel ridiculous. I was shaving my face, and I I always do this thing where for a day I'll leave a mustache, but for some reason she made a thing about it yesterday. And I here we are. I, I, I shave it, I leave yeah. a mustache, but then I look like a Bollywood villain. I know, so I know. It never I know, works I, out. I, I know when, yeah, you, you look like the bad guy in everybody. Are are I, I, know when, I, know, I know when Brad's doing some manscaping downstairs, he leaves a nice little tight V. That's right. I, I, I get it. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. this thing where you're just like, let's yeah. fool around. You know, I've been walking around doing like a whole bunch of shit. I don't shit what's going on with yours there because it's like it, it's it, super blonde. Yeah, I, I was a blonde baby when I was a you kid. know, like I, I don't understand what's going on with yours. It's I know I got the auburn hair and everything, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I thought maybe you were going to go with handlebars, something like that. Do the old. You that's know, what I. That's what I've been doing. The Hulk Hogan, I'm like, listen here, brother, and I Hulk out, and I'm just like. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, read real quick. Who's the most influential wrestler? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, that was gonna be my one on one question. You just took that right out. Shut of up, there. Sean. I'll hey. get into it more. Uh, so last time when Sean and myself and uh, Jeremy were on, Jeremy Hawks, shout out Jeremy, good dude, solid dude. He's actually a Browns fan, unlike this fucking. Yeah, this piece of POS, my kid's in the room. I can't swear. This POS imposter. Um, I was saying Ric Flair was probably my favorite of all time, but I think the most influential is probably Macho Man Randy Savage. What? There's nothing wrong with the Macho Man. That was one of the greatest promos I've ever seen with the cream. Always rises to the top. Sean... Uh, you you're trying to get me to do the voice. I'm not gonna do the voice. I, yeah, I do it every time. Every time I hear somebody do it, I'm just like, yeah, I could throw that my hat in the ring. I'm not gonna do it. But yeah, I, snap into a slim gym. He was he was in Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Who who else penetrated popular culture better than Macho Man Randy Savage with well, Slim Jim and the first Sam Raimi Spider Man? Well, the Rock. The Rock. But we, we already talked about this. The Rock is standing on the shoulders of Hulk Hogan and Randy Martin. Yeah, and and, and, and frankly, the Rock, the Rock, the Rock Rick has been Flair. the Rock has been a Hollywood um, liberal. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Stephen Crowder on you guys here. Very political for a second. Didn't suit me, and I'm, I'm backing up. I don't have a gun holster on. But the Rock, the Rock went hard Hollywood left yeah. on us pretty quickly. And that'll that'll make you a lot of money. And I'll blame him again. What do you gotta do? You gotta you gotta you gotta get paid, right? But um, the Rock, I kind of throw out. 
Macho Man, Randy Savage on fifth, and even Hollywood Hulk Hogan uh, had oh, all the movies. Yeah, yeah, he, he was great. But he had the movies. Rick Flair, Rick yeah, Flair, still particular that seemed to be his demise. Mister Mom. <laughs> I mean, to me, Rick Flair. It's just that quintessential heel that you yeah, but know, he was Rick Flair was the greatest heel of all time. Yeah, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. I'm the most influential. I thought you love Josh Allen. He's not a quarterback, but you still love him. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, wait, wait, Brad. I, I I'm not sure who your favorite, your most influential wrestler is. I think, it's, I think it's Hulk Hogan. I think he's the one that got okay. us all inspired on it. Went mainstream. No, I 100 agree with that. Yeah, if you ask me, like most most influential, move the most yep. particle particles. Who moved, who moved the needle the most to bring WWF to its top of the hype fandom? For me, it's no, like, absolutely, it probably like, right. I'm probably not gonna, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you. But for me, well, you did earlier, so you no, know, stop, stop, Sean. You take bad positions all the time. Stop, stop. Thank God you're not, you're not allowed to play the stock market because you're on the, F, the FBI's no fly list. <laughs> Um, just because of how you look and the, the shirt you're wearing right now, there's a lot. You're problematic, as the the kids would say these days. Problematic, yeah. Oh, you're so problematic listen, in a lot of ways. The little, you're the little sus, as the kids would say these days. What's that? What's that? What were the kids say there, Brad? What was that? Sus. Yeah, what's that? What's that game called? Um, yeah, Sean. Clue. Clue. No, not clue. <laughs> You you are you are you're you're sus even in clue terms. Yeah. But the the kids have this game. Your it's Colonel, about space your cats. Mayonnaise in the kitchen with a breadstick is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel mayonnaise in the kitchen. I love Colonel mayonnaise. Can we keep that recurring? Yes. Can we? Sean, you need it. You, you, right, you need you need to put that in your Facebook name. That's fine. Colonel profile. mayonnaise. So okay. go in. Uh, just to appease you two gentlemen, that's not a problem. Um, never, nevertheless, like though, listen, when I was a kid, I loved Hogan. Hogan was the most influential person. No shit. Yeah, yeah your okay? personality When I was a kid. You grew up Absolutely. on Hogan. Absolutely. Then, Brad and I were elevated. We had other wrestlers. That then we had Brett the Hitman so. Hart, because I was Canadian, and he was the best, oh ever, best, was the best ever will be. But when I got introduced to Ric Flair, where did, a, Sean, where did Sean Michaels? Over. It was over at that oh, point. Huh. Where did Sean Michaels come in? Sean Michaels never even registered for me. Shut the fuck up. Brad, never even this registered. Is, this is why me. I know he's a scumbag liar. You just made me never swear even, in front of my kid, Sean. <laughs> never right, even registered. Listen here, brother. Okay, <laughs> we got a real problem. So you used to, you used to sit on watch in my watch section <laughs> on, underway, and you'd be like, they think I'm cute. Hmm. You know I'm sexy. I like the song. I don't like you the guy. You used to sing it yeah. for hours. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. He's I'm not, not your boy, to the point To the point where I, Sean, and I'll, I'll, I'll show my ass here myself. I never watched professional wrestling to the point where I would know that song. The only reason I know that song, Brad, is because I used to use that. By federal law, I had to listen to this dummy. Sing it for hours on watch. We're in the middle of the South China Sea. Like at any point, we could be downed by a, a an enemy submarine torpedo. And I, I, the last thing I'd hear is, "Oh, just a sexy, boy. sexy." He would dancing. We put him on the we put him on the foreigner stack way at the end, where he couldn't do any damage to national security. 
Everybody at home, go back to sleep. It's safe. <laughs> we put these Reed had the knuckleheads. Wine. Yeah. I was I was covering it CYA. I was covering CHS, covering his ass. But he'd be down there singing this song over and over and over again. I didn't know what it was at first, Brad. You know, you're, you're a liar. There. You're a liar right now. I'm not. I'm not lying. I had no yeah. idea what that song was at first. Where I'm just like, I'd, I'd be sitting there. I'd be on the treadmill, like, <sighs> listening to Queens of the Stone Age. Like, yeah, no one knows. They think I'm cute. <laughs> I know I'm sexy. Sexy boy, sexy I got the moves. All <laughs> oh, the ladies love. <laughs> how did I know the dance, Sean? I know how you knew the dance. You've always the dance. Because <laughs> Dum Dum over there would sit there for literally. There was one point I think when Sean was on our one of our deployments, we were doing twelve hour watches. This crazy mofo would do eight. Nine and a half hours of Sean Michaels nonsense. So, <laughs> Sean, it's messed up that you say you're not a Sean Michaels fan. I'm not. I, I, I hugely, hugely. <laughs> oh, Brad's got a good mayonnaise sandwich. So now we can talk some hockey. Oh, my gosh. Hey, fellas. Oh. Mount, right. next, you're going to be good at it. You guys, uh, we'll talk soon. Brad, you're always handsome. Love you. Love you too, buddy. Reed, thank you for spending your Saturday with us, buddy. And uh, it was a big sacrifice. Looks like it. Just yeah. sitting. There. Yeah, I, I've been putting out here like you, you got to uh, jump on the spin bike there and take a little, take a lap around the, the block. Oh, you yeah. see the butt end? I, I left the, just the butt end seat. So I love up it. On that. I love it. I'm bringing, I'm bringing sexy back. Uh, I love it. Oh, yes. J, JT, yes. JT there. Okay, J Tizzle. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Hey, righto. All yeah. right, boys. Yeah. Take it easy. We'll talk again. Peace. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week. And join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos. Or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls. Recording. Like this? Yeah, like this. Because you know what? Your Boston Bruins suck. No, they don't. I can't wait. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm oh nervous. God. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to face the Bruins. I'm nervous to face the Bruins in the playoffs. Now, is this Sean the Maple Leafs fan? Or is this Sean the Winnipeg no, Jets fan? The Maple Leafs fan. Or Sean the Get San Jose Sharks fan? You know this. How many NHL teams players. do you have? Only have one. Only have Only one. Have one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember on the sale, and I was looking up because I was going to Victoria. And I, I don't like how you put it in the Canadian way to me just now. What Underwear, my friend. Underwear. <laughs> I don't like sale. It sounds underway. like something that happens at yeah. Target on Black Friday. <laughs> so we're country than than I am for no, sure. I thought I thought they're Jersey fans, man. They're just cheer well, whatever, for whatever. They're, they're, yeah, but they're, no, they're 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 down in that region where I'm like, ugh.
Do they have do they have running water? <laughs> I'm from Massachusetts. We look down on everybody. You talking like, about Jersey as running water? We talked about a Jersey. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Jersey. It's the Garden State. Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, but he's like little ditty about Jack and Diane. Two-necky kid doing the best they can. Yo, 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 yo. First off, that's just John Cougar Mellencamp. That's not what even... What? Same uh, no, shit. That's not the same shit. John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay, that's... 